Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I am James Mott's Montemagno. And I am Michael Rivet. Oh, buddy, buddy, buddy. How's it going? It's going good. I'm I'm pooped. I gotta I'm not gonna lie. I feel like last week was a whirlwind of Nintendo news. So we're not even at E3 yet, and I'm already I'm already tired. I feel like a lot happened. It was a whirlwind of emotions. It was a <laughs> it was. whirlwind of games to download, demos to try. It seems like Nintendo keeps throwing more and more stuff at us that we need to play. And I know we've both been busy. Uh, that's for sure. I've been just jamming on so many games this week and so many free stuff. And then watching all these videos, it's it's a, it's a definitely a whirlwind. I can't, I don't know if I can handle it. And I was, it's kind of surprising because I'm thinking like, oh, I, I got a game. I like playing this game. And then I, I hit, there's demos and there's all this other stuff that I need to be playing that I don't get time to play those games that I want to be playing. So it's, it's pretty exciting. I, I'm really looking forward to, you know, in the next couple of weeks here, I think we're going to get a lot of good stuff. Oh yeah. And as, as E3 approaches, there's these leaks, which we'll talk about this week, but also just my excitement kind of is growing because I know as I look at my schedule, I'm pretty excited because that whole day's open now. I thought I was traveling that day, but now it's open. So we should be able to be in that live tweet storm that we will be occurring on both our Twitters and on Dispatch Podcast. And I'm pretty, I, I think my anticipation is just rising more and more as these little bits of information uh, leak out there. Yeah, me too. And and like you said, we are going to be talking about some of the rumors and leaks that are coming out. I just hope that that's not it doesn't ruin it for us. You know what I mean? I don't want to be hearing these things and be like, Oh yeah. Okay. That rumor was right. Oh, that one was right too. I I still want some surprise. So I'm really hoping that some of these things are true, but it's not going to be everything we're going to see at this year's E3. That's my only concern. But other than that, I'm super excited. It, It is hard because I follow, of course, the, the Microsoft stuff, the, and around Google and WWDC, which is Apple's event, which is, will have already occurred by the time this comes out. And it's the same thing. You have all these leaks kind of as things get closer and these, you know, people are just throwing it out there and you're like, Oh, I hope, I hope that you don't ruin it for me. Cause I, I, that anticipation Mm -hmm. of watching it live is so much fun. And honestly, I've never really remember there being a lot of weeks from leaks from years past. So it'll be kind of interesting to see what comes from to what comes to fruition, you know, through all of this. So I don't think that many people were that excited in years past. I think this in the last year and this year are the first time people have been so excited for Nintendo that these things are that it's generating a lot of excitement and hype for this E3. That's true. That is true. That's a good thing. Um, that's a good thing, though, that people are so excited about it. Now, before we get into all the news this week, we have two things to talk about. First is that our contest, the launch contest, even though now we're like six episodes in, uh, is coming to an end on June 10th. That's the last day that you can get your entry. We have a bunch of great entries already. You can get, win a whole bunch of good stuff, Celeste, um, um, Shovel Knights, a bunch of great games and accessories, uh, which are out there. Now, I will say one thing that's really cool, too, is I got a little surprise in the mail from a listener, and that listener also happens to be my boss. So that's how we had my address. So it wasn't super, like, stalkerish, but... <laughs> that's super creepy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I got it, and I go, I don't know. I didn't order this. And uh, so I got this book. It's called Before Mario, and it's really interesting. It's actually in French and English, so every page has both the French and the English on it. It's by... Eric Vuskil and Satora Okada, who does the, the preface. And it's really, really interesting. I, I haven't started to go through it, but it is all of the actual toys and gadgets and gizmos 
that Nintendo made before getting into the video game industry. We all know they did a lot of things with cards and little toys and trinkets and things. But it's just flipping through some of the first pages. I haven't read it because I just got it today. It's really, really interesting. I've linked it in the show notes. And it's it's beautiful photography on some of these gadgets. So you might have to look up a little bit more in like on, on Google to find some more stuff, but it, it's a pretty full-fledged book. So if someone's looking for a little bit of the Nintendo history out there, I, f- I figured I would I would point it out. It's, it's linked to the Amazon. It's actually very expensive to import it from France, I guess, but it is in English too. So it's called Before Mario. You might be able to get it on eBay or something like that too. So anyways, it's super cool. And I figured you might like it because they got that cool photography or artsy, you know. Yeah, no, that sounds actually, I just was clicking through and looking at it while you were talking. It looks really cool. And I like the fact that it's, you know, it's something, it's a, it's an awesome gift for somebody that's into Nintendo or video games because it's, it's part of that world. It's a little bit of history, but it's just something different that maybe not everybody's got. Yeah. And they go into, you know, they have this light telephone, which is, uh, I don't know. There's all these, like, there's all these like little camcorder things and they talk about the release year. They talk about, you know, all this stuff, they made so many interesting products that this is, you know, they have this conga auto player, like you're playing a conga. So there's all these crazy things and they have photos of the instruction book and of the cases. So whoever built this collection, it's very, uh, very cool. And they do get into game and watch. So they, they really, they go through about 50 or so products. Yeah. Before they get into it. Uh, so very intriguing. I wish that I owned some of these things. So anyways, that's in the show notes, but uh, you want to get into the news? Absolutely. So I think last week, the biggest news that came out from Nintendo was the announcement for the new Pokemon games. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to get into it too, too much because we did cover it on our last episode. We kind of got more detailed, but on, I think it was Tuesday night, Tuesday night. Yeah. Pokemon Quest, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, Pokeball Plus and hints towards pokemon 2019 were all released all at once just dropped a pokemon bomb on everybody the the internets went crazy with all of the information people loved it people hated it um so the games pokemon quest is is coming out for switch and mobile it is currently out on the switch and it will be on the mobile devices. I think Android and iOS in June takes place on Tumble Block Island. Is it Tumble Block Island? And it's got a very blocky look to it. It's a little bit different than everything else we've seen through Pokemon before. Um, been playing it. I think you and I will cover that and what we've been playing this week. But that seems like a very interesting uh, stopgap between now and when Pokemon Let's Go comes out. Mm-hmm. Pokemon Let's Go is a blend between Pokemon Yellow and Pokemon Go, which is a huge success. I mean, there's millions of people that have played it. And they thought by blending these two worlds, you take all of the people that play Pokemon Go as their first time in the Pokemon world, and you start to introduce them into what our our more hardcore uh pokemon players are used to so a story based with trainers and all that kind of stuff in the in the different battle techniques so it's a little bit of a merger between both and that comes out on the 16th of november of this year and with that is the pokeball plus the pokeball plus is a peripheral that will essentially it's a pokeball that will link to both pokemon go and pokemon let's go and it allows you to play the game so it's a it's a pokeball with a joystick built into it and you 
basically do a throwing motion to some to to catch the pokemon and then you push the button on the joystick or control your character with the joystick so um very very simple and you can also link it to pokemon go and walk with it so you can get your steps for hatching eggs and pokemon go um and you can i think you can bring your pokemon with you and and it vibrates and makes noises and things like that so those were all announced on tuesday night in addition to those there was some information given for pokemon 2019 there's not a whole lot we're just calling it pokemon 2019 right now because there really isn't much other than that but it will be releasing and that's going to be a core pokemon game so where pokemon let's go is kind of like this hybrid Pokemon 2019 is going to be back to the core RPG that everybody knows and loves. There has been some rumors that it's going to be pushing the envelope a little bit more, talking more about multiplayer and more of an open world, but it's just rumors and it's just the team that's making Pokemon is saying that they're open to it. So there's no real facts yet. There's no real information for us personally. I think we're hoping to hear more about that during E3. Yeah, I think that we're hoping, but I'm pretty sure they're not going to say anything. That's my that's my assumption. They're like, we got the Pokemon out of the way. There's your Pokemon fix. Have fun on your quest of Pokemon, which I've been playing and we'll talk about a little bit. But yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, you know, we we talked about it for like 20 minutes. So go go listen to the, the weekend mm-hmm. episode. <laughs> but, you know, talking about Pokemon, more Pokemon in the news. I don't know if you remember about a year ago, the very first Pokemon Go Fest happened. Uh did you travel all the way to Chicago for this, Michael? I know you're huge. No, no. <laughs> it's actually interesting that 20,000 people showed up for this event. Uh, now, this, I'm sure we all remember because it was a disaster. Just At this time, even Pokemon Go was still new and you know how the servers or whatever set up just weren't quite ready for the massive load all in one area. It was just bad news. Nothing worked. Everything was down. Everything was terrible. People were very upset and people sued. And Niantic, this was run by Niantic, and they issued refunds for the tickets. They also gave everyone $100 in uh, in-game currency. But of course, 20,000 people, they, you know, some of them flew there. Some of them drove there. Some of them had to pay for parking. Some of them got hotels uh, and all this stuff and people sued. So after a year, the Chicago courts actually were like, hey, you know, uh, you got to give these people their monies. Uh, so people are going to get their money. And right now it's about $1.6 million uh, on redistribution costs. And uh, essentially that'll be $107 for each person unless they have more receipts. So it could be even more, you know, and if there's extra money and they're going to split up something, I don't know how they're going to do it. And extra money will go to like a nonprofit, which is, which is nice. No, but I mean, despite that, they're doing it again. Yeah. They're going to be doing it again in Chicago later this year. I do think they probably got a lot of those bugs worked out. But I mean, that's pretty ambitious, especially when they first tried to do this, you know, last year. That was like you said, that was really early and that game was not running smooth early on. So to to have this to the this get together of that scale wow man you were really pushing ballsy so no wonder yeah really pokemon ballsy, ballsy. it's a great Poke ball. ballsy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're, they're, they were super pokey ballsy they're, there. they're they're trying to throw out an ultra ball right now so we'll see what happens <laughs> um 
<laughs> but we're, we're all not Pokemon. We're all not Pokemon this week. Uh, Michael, there were a bajillion rumors and leaks. Do you want to run down all this bananas leading up to E3? Yeah. So, okay. As everybody knows, E3 is coming up. And that means these rumors and these leaks are just coming out like crazy. Who knows if they're true? Who knows if they're, you know, just being thrown out there to throw people off. But right now, just recently this week, a document came out that was showing some of the games that would be coming out for the Nintendo Switch. Now, on that list, it is Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Overcooked 2, Killer Queen Black, Paladins, FIFA 19, Starlink Battle for Atlas, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, and Mario Tennis Aces. Now, a bunch of these games we already knew about, but there are quite a few now where it's kind of like, oh my God, this is happening. I don't know how much I put stock in some of these things, but following that leaked document, there was actually another leak that confirms a game that was on there, Fortnite. So everybody knows Fortnite, super you know, popular battle Royale game. It has been talked about in the rumor mill for quite a while, whether or not switch was going to get it. We all know it's already on mobile and everything like that. It recently was leaked through the Korean game ratings board that now it has a rating on the switch. So between this and the document that came out on 4chan talking about all the other games, it's starting to really, if nothing else, point at Fortnite being a game that's coming out. And it also, I think goes back and validates that, that leaked um, document that showed all the other games. So it's kind of like, man, there's a lot of smoke for there not to be fire. Yeah. I I think that it's happening. I think Fortnite is going to be shown at E3 and it will be on the Switch. Yeah, I agree. I think that this is the confirmation from the Korean rating board is, is there. And that that's something that can totally happen which we'll talk about another game that got leaked via this Korean rating board because a lot of these are public, like the ESRB. And same thing happens in electronics when things go through certification, leaks happen, or people are building accessories. Now, what this looks like, I'm looking at the leak. My, there's some stuff off to the right. This really looks like a staging set, like people that are building the sets on stage. Like they need to know Mm. where the monitors go, what switches with what games go where. Um, I don't know why they didn't use code names or how this got leaked on 4chan. Now it's, of course, leaked on 4chan, which I do not frequent ever or have ever. So I also know the validity, but I think the Korean rating board kind of gives it that oomph. And also I think it makes so much sense. So I think go for it. And maybe this will lead to more pressure everyone else and do some Overwatch and some PUBG and all the good things, all the the games. That's what we want. And Uh, We'll see how it goes. And what's interesting is at the same time, since people were apparently crawling the Korean game ratings board, they also found this leak of uh, another Ubisoft game. And we all know Ubisoft loves Nintendo, has a long relationship with Nintendo going way, way back. But it's called Legendary Fishing, which is a series I believe that they've done for a while. I don't know if it's going to come to the States or not. But this also, again, linked to the the Korean game board uh, ratings, you know, online site. You can't really see too much on it. Uh, We'll have it in the show notes you know, as well. So you can see kind of like what it has, but it just has the game's name and then switch. So that's what you can, you know, essentially see on top of it. But I think it's interesting. I love when people crawl stuff and I don't know, it, 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 it's all going to happen. And, uh, I guess I'm more interested for this 
killer queen black game i don't know what it is but mm-hmm. it sounds cool i'm kind of like you i take it with a grain of salt and just kind of shrug it off and we'll see but yeah it could be interesting could be good yeah and but something more official actually that has happened uh this one i actually found on twitter and then you found it later on elsewhere but uh there's a game it's a 5v5 moba that is a multiplayer online battle arena moba uh that's MOBA. out there moba uh this is a game it's called Arena of Valor. It's a game by Tencent Games, which is extremely interesting because Tencent Games recently published PUBG on mobile, uh, and Tencent is ginormous all across the globe. Uh, they announced a closed beta for the Nintendo Switch. They specifically announced registration for North America and Europe for you to sign up. This game is already available on mo- mobile devices, but you can fill out a very short survey, which I did. asks you, what do you own? Where do you live? Have you ever played it before? What other games do you play? And I actually selected none of these because I have played none of these games. I don't play games... <laughs> On, I haven't played Dota, I haven't played Hearthstone, I haven't played Le- Leagues of Legends, I haven't played PUBG, I haven't played any of these games because I don't play games on my mobile device very often at all. But I-, I filled it out. I did. They have a Switch. Like, what do you play on Switch? And a lot of those games I have played. I do like that they list World of Goo. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> like, hmm, is this game like World of Goo for some reason? But uh, I filled it out. Did you fill it out? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm on there. So I, I've i played a lot of those games, but I'm really interested in playing this because I feel like it fills a hole that the Switch currently doesn't have. So I was like, you know what? Yeah, put me in. I'll, I'll definitely try that. Yeah, I'll try anything for free. <laughs> exactly. <I'm in. laughs> okay, we've got all of the rumors. We've got all of that kind of stuff out of the way. One fun thing that's coming out for us in the holidays astro astro has announced another nintendo themed headset to their lineup with a zelda breath of the wild headset now i don't know if you saw the photos of this thing Mm -hmm. it looks beautiful Mm -hmm. um they've got quite a few of them actually that they announced for the holiday season so they have super mario brothers one super mario brothers three and a zelda this is obviously the breath of the wild zelda it's black with some gold highlights on it super super cool looking um it's based on the a10 model which actually i own one of the astro a10s i love it holds up you mean you can do some crazy stuff with it it's one of their lower end price wise so it's very very good entry level astro headset and sounds fantastic so holiday 2018 that will be coming out yeah the interesting part of this announcement was that they announced that it will have full chat capability on the switch in quotes with a new discrete chat cable which is good uh they <laughs> they because if you have seen i actually took a photo when i was over there i saw the splatoon headset that that, that uh, uh hario had hario or hario 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 had come out with and that one's crazy because you actually need to get audio out of your switch and then also out of your phone to chat now here's my assumption i'm gonna go just rumor mill this is me assum- assuming here I believe that this is going to launch side by side the new online stuff with a new app, with a new everything. I believe that they will go the Xbox route, which is streaming audio from your Switch via Bluetooth maybe to this somehow with the app. I don't know what's going to happen. They need to fix it. That's all I want to say. Uh, I think that they're going to have a solution and I'm not positive yet. So it does say that, you know, with the Nintendo switch online smartphone app. So they did say that, but there's a new, it says a new special chat adapter. So this, it literally says that. So a new 
chat adapter. So maybe they will create a chat adapter that goes on top of the switch to stream the audio somehow or something. So it doesn't use the Bluetooth from the Joy-Cons. That was why they didn't do it originally. So I think that something is going to happen here. And I'm excited for that more than anything. Yeah, if they could do it so that it somehow made it wireless or streams it through Bluetooth, that would actually be really, really interesting. I think that would push the price a little bit because I know mine, my A10 with the adapter built in because you can buy it separate was like 99 or 89. I know that the Call mm. of Duty branded A10s went for 69.99, so it could be somewhere in between there. You know, I'm 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 thinking that these themed ones are going to be somewhere around that $70 mark, but if it's built in with that adapter, now you may be around the $100 mark. Still, for Astros that's that's super super reasonable. I don't know. That would be really really interesting. Yeah, I hope that they do something. They need to they need to solve it, and I'm excited to see what happens. Well, we should be finding out during E3, because they are going to announce officially announce them during E3. Yeah, so we'll see during the Astro, <laughs> Astro announcement. Like, Here's <laughs> all of our headsets. <laughs> yeah, the presser. Uh, some other cool stuff announcing um, some more accessories. Uh, we all know Crash Bandicoot's trilogy is coming out um, pretty soon. Uh, and they announced two things, actually. Well, one was already announced. It's a Crash Bandicoot stand for your Switch. Silly. But more importantly, they announced something new, which is a Crash Bandicoot-themed wired controller. It's actually going to be 25 bones, $25, 25 skrills, 25 quid, if you will. Um, and it's a wired controller with a 10 foot breakaway cable and i say breakaway cable which is funny because that comes from the original xbox this is actually just a usb cable that plugs in to power it so nothing crazy uh looks cool i don't know it looks like a great looking wired controller i'll stick with my joy cons although 25 bucks is really actually a good deal if you're looking for a lower end um, um device and this comes from power a which is a really good accessory company that that partners with Nintendo often, so we'll see. I mean, for twenty five dollars, if you're if you don't want to go for the Pro, this looks very very similar and is half the price, lower than half the price. So, you know, this makes it a very affordable option. Yeah, it's really nice just to kind of have that extra little oomph per mm -hmm. se. Uh, some other games announced this week. Before we get into the charts and the new releases, Galax Z, which is a top down space shooter, not too. Unfamiliar, like the game I made once called Tread Nebula. Um, it's not coming to the Switch, but Galaxy Variant S was announced, which is a really cool game. I've, I've met the developers, uh, a very cool team. Definitely check that out. And some other crazy leak that had happened that Walmart leaked the box art for Team Sonic Racing. Um, which I love when Walmart really, really leaks stuff. Classic Walmart. Then Sega also said, yeah, okay, this is totally happening. They did a live stream. It's going to have online play, local co-op play up to 12 players. This is not a sequel to the previous Sonic racing game. It's a new, it's a new, new game. That's what they said. It's going to be great and it's going to be awesome. And it comes out this winter. So you can pre-order it today. The only thing I have an issue with for this Sonic why is he in a car? I mean, Sonic is supposed to be like the, the fastest running thing. Like he can run like supersonic speeds. Why are you in a car? It's clearly like walking for him. I don't get it. Um, but maybe there'll be a demo. We could try it out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So the top of the charts, we like to do this every week and just kind of recap things that have come out. We make our predictions about what's on the top and every week now we are completely wrong because wizard of legend is going nowhere apparently i don't know if the eShop is 
is is frozen and this is just staying there <laughs> if it's a if it's a you know something sort of bug but wizard of legend is again in the top spot for the week this is i think three or four weeks running now yeah. uh, right behind that nipping at its heels is bloodstained curse of the moon um we call it bloodstained curse of castlevania that's in second place, followed by Mega Man Legacy 2, Mega Man Legacy 1, which I believe are in the same position. And rounding out the bookends, Stardew Valley is in fifth place. And I think that is a permanent fixture as well. So there you have it. That's the top five. They are not moving. Good for Bloodstain to move in that spot, though. I mean, that's that's a huge yeah. achievement. Um, you know, good on them for, for getting in there. They just can't get that wizard out of there. Uh-uh, they can't. I, will, I can't get rid of it. It's there. I will say, though, other new games did premiere Street Fighter, the 30th uh, anniversary collection, which apparently is very, very, very good. Clocked in at number 11. And my fan fave, Ikaruga, which we'll talk about a little bit later, barely breached the top 15 at number 15. So good on Ikaruga. It made it. That's all that matters. It's very good. It's very, it's exactly the same game that I played on my GameCube and that's all I wanted and it's perfect. And another game that didn't, and we have a, a, a theory on this is the Pokemon quest. It, it's not in the top at all. So we are thinking that it's because it's free. Is that if anybody knows that specifically, why those aren't showing up, you know, shoot us a, a message, let us know. But we're our guess is because it's free, it doesn't show up in the top, which I would have to believe that is a top download. It's got to be. I imagine that they filter all that stuff out. So, uh, all right, here we go. Ready to do this? I'm ready. Weeks releases. I'm ready. Um, June 5th. This is the week of June 4th. A bunch of cool games coming out. The first one is Happy Birthdays, which we talked about uh, earlier. Uh, it is coming out from the creator of Harvest Moon. It's a top-down kind of crazy sandbox game where you can make the world grow around you. Uh, there's a demo available, so check that out. I didn't understand it. Michael didn't understand it. Uh, I think you need about bajillions of hours to play. Uh, and if you do play this game, please write in and let us know how it is. More interesting on June 5th, though, is the infectious madness of Dr. Decker. Uh, I've been following the tweets of the game dev on this one. It's kind of a Lovecraftian full motion video murder mystery. I watched the trailer and you are interviewing people people because I believe that Dr. Decker had died and uh, you're interviewing them and you can type in questions and they'll respond. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's crazy. It is a 10 gig download because there's 1600 HD full motion stop responses to what you're saying. I, I, I don't understand um, <laughs> it. It looks very cool. I don't know. What do you think of that one? I, I was skeptical at first, but when I saw the trailer, I'm like, wow, this is actually kind of interesting. I will say, though, that it is on Steam and it's $9. It does seem like an interesting game. Um, just different, totally different than anything we've seen lately. Yeah, I agree. Another game coming out the next day, June 6th, which is completely different than anything I've ever seen, Shape of the World. This is a really cool kind of you described it as a first person explorer and to me i call it a sit back and chill type of game uh, it looks super beautiful and the idea is that you are navigating through this world that is transforming and around you and growing i did i don't think you do anything i think you just watch it and in the actual outline i was reading through it says if you have just a few hours just to come hang out and chill you know basically just come chill with this game so it looks Cool. It's fifteen dollars, but I, I don't I don't know if I'll get it. But it does look absolutely cool as 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 heck. So I don't know. 
Ah, uh, yeah. For 15 bucks, there's not enough there. I, I don't know if I could call that a game. It seems like mm-hmm. it is an experience where you, like you mm-hmm. said, you kind of put it on and you, you know, essentially move a little bit and things happen around you. But it's got some nice music and some really interesting imagery, but I don't know what the heck is going on. It's it's just sort of a strange experience. Uh, so June 7th, we have A Magical High School Girl for $15. This is a magic crafting roguelike RPG. We have Neo Geo Riding Hero, Banner Saga 2 for $20. Obviously, this is the sequel from Banner Saga 1, and it's a strategy RPG. Now, if you've played Banner Saga 1, the decisions you make in that game will carry over to this one. And I believe that there's another one coming out later this year. So you'll have the third installment. It's a beautiful game. It's I was watching the trailer again. It's beautifully, it's sort of animated. Just really, really interesting art style. I love games that carry over decisions made from the first, first game. Then we have the hit. This is going to be a sleeper, I promise you. Games for Toddlers 2. 3DS game. It's a sequel. It's a, it's a sequel for 3DS. $15. Highly anticipated. Yes. Not appreciated, critically acclaimed games for toddlers. This game is literally designed for toddlers. It uses only the touch screen. There's a lot of overly simplified games. There's something called Egg Shakers, which is sort of a rhythm game. There's something... <laughs> pet sitter i mean it sounds like a joke but it's really not pet sitter which is a simplified sort of pet sim game um i don't know it's it it, you know there's a couple screen grabs that we've been going through and it looks pretty horrendous so i mean in my opinion a toddler deserves better than what this game is and for 15 dollars you that's that's not a steal let's put it that (laughs) way yeah it's pretty pretty terrible Grid Retro Enhanced $12 game is also coming out same day. This is an on-rail shooter, cyberpunk inspired, according to the dev team behind it. It looks actually pretty cool, in my opinion. It's kind of got like a, um, uh, I don't know if anybody's ever seen Lawnmower Man, but it's it's sort of like these weird, funny, like their version of what VR looked like in that movie versus Tron. So it kind of, those two worlds meshing together and a bit of electronic soundtrack. The soundtrack from the trailer, I'm assuming that's in the game sounded really good so i I'm, I'm kind of into it i don't think i would buy it but i just like the world that they kind of created with that game yeah it looks really cool looks really cool i i think it it has that tron-ish feel to it it is kind of on rails so i'll be interested to see how it looks but i don't know it looks cool to me yeah the next one i believe is iro hero 13 dollars um and then followed by katobat wars then we have Samurai Defender Ninja Warfare, which is just a tower defense game. $7.20 on the Switch. I, I think some of these pricing things are always interesting to me. Another 3DS game is releasing Storm Chaser Tornado Alley. Mm-hmm. This game is it's a $15 game. The tr- the the I, I couldn't find the trailer, but I found a bunch of screenshots <laughs> for it. It is really I, the the premise of the game could be really interesting, but boy, does it not hold up on the 3DS. I, it's a it's a weird choice to put it on the platform. Uh, this does say, by the way, it uses NVIDIA physics, real-time physics engine, AAA quality 4x4 off-road driving with big air ramps. 
set up and deploy Dorothy into a tornado for a side bonus. Now, I do want to make sure I set your expectations that this game, I am pretty sure, is made by the same dev team behind Toddler Adventure Games number two. Uh, so be aware about that, I'm pretty sure. Oh man, they've got two games going at it for number one slot. That's <laughs> that's a toss. That's a risky business. Yeah. yeah. Most importantly, though, is is what's coming out on June eighth. All the other stuff, throw it away. <laughs> we have Susie Striker, The War of Sashido. This is coming out on both 3DS and Switch. 3DS version will be $40. Switch version will be $50. Now, I will say a Switch demo is available. I talked about it previously. There is no demo for 3DS, which highly upsets me. I went on my 3DS, which is sitting here, and there is not one available because I am thinking that the touchscreen controls will be maybe better with the stylus, but I don't know. And I'm not going to buy it unless it goes on sale for like 10 bucks, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I am interested. Uh, what do you think is going to take the top spot uh, on the switch? Oh boy. Top spot. I'm going with sushi striker breaking the top 15. Yeah. I think sushi striker will break into the top, top 10. That's, that's a big call too, because that's the only full price game or, or, or close to full price game. So that's saying a lot. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But that's my assumption. My assumption is that the top five from this week will be exactly the same from the top five from last week. So what have you been playing? We both played some of the same games because it was a big week. And maybe we start there. We both uh, got into a little Mario Tennis Aces, which comes out later this month. The online tournament uh, went on. I uh, downloaded the demo. You downloaded the demo, correct? I did. I played mm -hmm. it. It's more than a demo. It's actually pretty full featured. I was surprised it has an online tournament, but also offline against the CP the computer, which was, I thought was a nice uh, touch. I thought it was just going to be, here's how you go. But there's a whole tutorial. There's a lot of options. There is none of the bonus casual modes. You can't use the Joy-Con to just slash Wiimote it, you know, which is what I actually want to buy this game for. But what I actually appreciate is the online mode had a a full-fledged tournament where you use all the super power-ups, all the crazy stuff, and then also a classic simplified mode, which is uh, takes out all those special moves and power-ups and you just play tennis. I, I think I would love that. I went in and I get I did the same thing. I got through the uh, training, mm -hmm. which was, it was kind of surprisingly complex. I think I had actually texted you in the middle of it. I'm like, all right, I'm losing interest here because it just kind of goes through. You can do this and you can move here and you can power this up. You can swing this and a lot of controls, a lot of buttons. It does add complexity and I can see how that could be amazing for great matches when you are playing tournament and you're actually really getting good at the game. But when you just download the demo to try something out, it was kind of like, I, I don't care about any of this because that's I'm literally just playing it to see what it's like. But the game felt really fun. It was I played in the tournament a couple of times. I didn't do, get as far as I would like, but it was it was a lot of fun. It was it plays really well. And I could definitely, definitely see how this could be a great um like compliment to Splatoon 2 in the sense that these competition type games for Nintendo. Yeah, I was really surprised. I thought it looked very pretty. It looks like a classic Mario-ish, you know, graphics. Uh, it was quite fun to play. I do like tennis quite a bit. I'll be interested to see if it has more of a story mode. This is from Camelot, who makes some of the best sports Nintendo-themed games of all time. So my assumptions will be a little bit more oomph to it. And I really want to play the casual game. I did win. I went on Best Buy. And I pre-ordered this one, the physical copy. 
They do have a bonus if you pre-order it. You get 300 additional gold coins, which equates to like three or four dollars for your future purchase off uh, if you pre-order it. But I still have uh, my gamer unlimited, even though Best Buy has now gotten rid of that. So I get 20% off of all games on Best Buy physical copy. So I just went with the physical copy. But I am going to pick this one up uh, just so uh, Heather and I can play against each other. I was playing it this morning. Uh, as the tournament was still going on and even uh, she was interested in it. She's like, see, tennis is fun. And I go, yeah, but she didn't want to play because there's no two player locally on this demo, which makes sense. But uh, I thought it was really nice. I like when Nintendo does this stuff. It feels, I don't know, kind of cool. Like it feels modern, I think is a nice touch. You know, I'm I'm not a huge tennis person, but I wasn't a huge golf person. So when mm. Mario Golf came out, I actually loved that game. It was one of my favorite games for a long time. I think it was on GameCube or whatever I was playing it on. So this could probably very be very similar where it was like, I'm not interested in that sport, but because they did it and the way they did it, it made it a lot of fun and it made it something I wanted to play. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm excited for it to come out later this month. Uh, I did, you know, I played more Splatoon because I'm getting ready for the expansion. But more importantly, I mentioned earlier, I did pick up Ikaruga. This game was ported over from the GameCube. It is a shmup. It's really intense. I haven't played it in the vertical mode yet just because I just got home last night uh, from my trip over to Europe. But my short review is this. If you liked Ikaruga on the GameCube, you will also like Ikaruga on the Switch and you'll be able to bring it anywhere with you. It does have like leaderboards and replays and has all all of the things. It has all of the things. And that is what is important. And it is a one-to-one recreation, even to the point where the very first explosion makes the game slow down. They even brought the slowdown over and it's perfect. <laughs> and, and <laughs> you know, that sounds weird, like, oh, whatever, but it it's perfect. It's, it's perfect and challenging and I love it and I'm terrible at it and I love it. I love everything about this game. So if you like challenging shmups that are, different and interesting this game is for you uh it is an absolute steal for the type of game that i believe that it is and i am just you know a person that likes this type of of shmuppy game i think the other game that we both played though was pokemon quest we both downloaded that we both played that you know this is a free to start game i don't think i would put any money into it it does seem like there's more complexity there as you get into it a little bit deeper but i'm personally waiting to get it on mobile i just think it's going to be a better performing game on mobile not that it's you know there's any hiccups or anything on switch but the way the interface is built and the game itself is designed to be played it's wanting to be a mobile game it's got 30 minute windows and things like that where after a while you're kind of just not able to do anything or that's when you have to pay and i'm just not interested in that but it is super cute it looks like it's could be a lot of fun and i want it on my phone yeah it's really interesting i've been playing it a little bit more uh and i don't know how much more i'll play it i think it's it's a very good free to play free to start game Uh, i will say this though Uh, i have my switch in tablet mode in front of me my joy cons are charging and i can't start the game because it's making me pair my controllers even though you do not need any controllers to play this game you can just play it with the touch screen so that's very frustrating mm-hmm. uh, actually uh, so i can't play it with just in the tablet mode with no joy cons attached uh which is very silly but i will say it's very touch oriented it plays better that way which is very weird so uh, but it's free, so I don't know. Just try it out. I'm, I'm not going to buy anything for it, but I don't know. I enjoy it. I'm 
I played for more hours. I played maybe three or four hours. And at some point you just kind of get a little frustrated because you're trying to maybe level, level up some Pokemon and I don't want to go back and play older quests. So that's kind of my struggle, I guess. I think that's why I'm, I'm, I'm saving myself the frustration and just playing it on the phone because I do feel like it, it lends itself to that better because you just pick it up, you play it for 10 minutes and then you just move on to do whatever you were doing. Um, I just, I, I, on a switch, I don't want to start that trend. I don't like, mm-hmm. I don't like where that's going. I don't want to kind of contribute to that. I don't want this sort of, you know, mobile game platform ported to the switch and then that's sort of going to become okay like now we're going to be able to play in these 30 minute windows and then oh you want to play more not a problem here's Mm $9.99 and then you can buy this thing that lets you play for now i don't want to get into that world and i don't support that at all so for me i'm just kind of like i'm not going to even contribute to that if that makes any sense i don't know if that's Mm -hmm. where they're thinking but it definitely feels a little bit like a test run for them as to like yeah this is a mobile game we're gonna port it to switch and see if it flies and then you know that's our in and then we can start running with that and i i just i don't know it feels a little shady to me yeah only because how they did the actual controls with the joy cons Mm -hmm. are a virtual mouse and that's terrible uh that's Mm -hmm. why i'll be interested to see how this arena of valor moba plays if it's just a mobile game ported over they're gonna put some effort into it yeah it's an interesting instant killer for me when a game does that where it's like a fake mouse and then you're moving a a cursor around no No, i'm done not good uh the last thing i'll say that i've been playing i've been playing that new castle i I mean the bloodstained curse of the moon (laughs) uh now this game we got our code so uh i didn't pay for this and I actually was a Kickstarter backer. So I guess I did pay for this, actually. Uh, <laughs> I apparently apparently I did such a high tier that I got two free copies and I'll get a, two copies of the other game, one physical, one digital when Ritual of the Moon comes out. But I gave you a code and I have a code and I got to play for about two hours on the plane. And this game is super rad. It's awesome. Uh, if you like Castlevania, you're going to love this game because it is Castlevania. And this game is 40 megabytes. I have no idea how they did it. I mean, you know, because it's like this classic, like two bit game, but it's freaking cool. It's it it's so nostalgic and cool that I love it. And it feels cool. I, I the whole th- the whole thing blows my mind as I'm playing it is is this is it's perfect. It, it feels great and it feels great everything is so cool about it and you unlock a bunch of different characters and you can toggle through them so you actually toggle through four different characters with different abilities as you're playing through the quest but it's really cool i can't wait for you to play it i don't know if you downloaded it yet but it's really really cool yeah i've already got it on there i'm really excited to play it i um you know we pick on it for being sort of a castlevania knockoff but i love castlevania so i know i'm gonna love this game as well and everything i've seen about it looks amazing so it's on there it's ready and waiting but the problem is i've been playing battle chasers so much and i can't stop that i haven't really put much time into anything else because when i do play it i just want to play more battle chasers so that's the other game i've been playing i think i'm up to 25 or 30 hours in now um just loving the game reading the comics i went back and read the bunch of the comics that it was based on and um just it's an awesome world I really can't wait. And I hope this kind of this game keeps evolving into become either downloadable content or a sequel because it's it's really, really well done. Very cool. I, I kept watching some videos of it and I was actually quite impressed. So I'm, I'm 
I don't know. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until the physical copy goes down in price. But uh, and if, if I need a game that's going to you know be 30 or 40 hours, but it does look really cool. So I'm excited mm-hmm. that you like it so much. Oh, yep. every oh. battle, the music gets me every time I, I'm content. Every world, every part of the game I go into, the music is totally different and it's just always good. It's it's fantastic. I like it. I like it. Well, I think it's going to do it, Michael, this week. I think we're done. I think we crushed it. We went very long, very long. But I don't think that we'll have a bonus episode this weekend because E3 is upon us. And um, I think we're going to wait until the E3 announcement to talk all E3 next week because it's happening be there the 12th of June. It's going to be awesome. On the 13th, we will have our next podcast release, and it'll be all things E3. I'm so unbelievably excited. I think this is my most anticipated E3 in about five or six years. Same here. I can't wait. All right, buddy. Well, until next week, this has been another Nintendo Dispatch podcast. Follow us on the internet at James Montemagno, at MS Revet, and at Dispatch Podcast on Twitter. And that's going to do it for this week's Nintendo Dispatch.